Pokemon Sleep just came out like a week or two ago, and I've been obsessed playing it. Which is what is Pokemon Sleep? So you like it's a sleep monitor app where you like catch Pokemon while you sleep. It's kind of convoluted. Then you feed a Snorlax during the day. It's kind of wild. So it's like you snored at 2 a.m. You farted at 3 a.m. Congrats, you caught a Pikachu. Kind of. It's like whether you were in the like dozing, snoozing, or slumbering phase of sleep. It's kind of wild. I don't fully understand it yet. All I know is that I can't put it down. Well, see, I love Pokemon, but I'm not going to be able to download it because it requires you to sleep. So (laughs) I'm, I'm not even the target demographic. Welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Archery, archery, shooting bows is fun, you see. Flapjack! I just have a lot of opinions. Fawn. And I'm just trying to change the world one day at a time. Sylvia Swain. Sylvia, welcome! Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Before we get too much into it, can you just start by telling our listeners your pronouns and a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am Sylvia Swain. My pronouns are she, her, and I am running to be the next state representative of Alabama House District 55. Yes. Thank you, live studio audience. You better give Sylvia her flowers. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I know we were talking right before the podcast, but what has this experience been like for you? I mean, what a busy last few weeks. I know it has been wild. I've been doing so much back to back to back to back. But what I will say is that this is my first time running for office. I'm 26 years old. I wasn't even planning on running for office this year. No one really was in this race because it's a special election. And so You know, I found out in May, I was wanting to call my representative and ask him to oppose some bills, specifically HB 401 and HB 405. And I didn't have anyone to call. The office was empty because he resigned that week that I was trying to call around the time Mm. when it was um, leaving the uh, committee committee floor, um, committee room, the health committee for HB 405 got moved to the house floor that week. And so trying to get someone to oppose it on the floor and didn't have anyone to call. Wow. Oh my God. Like way to take advantage of an opportunity yeah. that's like presented itself to you. Right. I mean, this is such a, a unique experience and a unique time to do this. Unique. Yes. Oh my gosh. I did not <laughs> expect that to happen. Okay. Love it. Okay. I'm going to have to remember that that's there so I can say that again. <laughs> um, but I, had just spent the first half of this year just absolutely discouraged by all the waves of anti-LGBT laws and bills that have just been coming across the country. And, you know, we have an opportunity, a unique... Oh! You're keeping me on my toes. Yes, yes, opportunity (laughs) to... uh, to, you know, change the conversation. And I think in Alabama especially, this is really important because, you know we have a reputation nationally. We have a reputation rep- mm-hmm. reputation within our own community about who we are, especially about our government and the people who run it. And I've been telling folks, you know, what we're seeing in the Capitol is not Alabama. Right. We are Alabama. And so it's really important that people, especially young people, stop 
tolerating that. Stop mm-hmm. tolerating the status quo. We are so much more than what we are tolerating from our government. And so I hope this campaign encourages people and empowers people to change the conversation. It's not just about me. It's not just about this race. It's not about the election on September 26th. And if you live in District 55, that's September 26th. Um, <laughs> write that down. <laughs> write it down. Because um, you'll have a unique, unique opportunity to elect a candidate who's <laughs> You know, a first-time candidate, the first transgender woman to run for yes. office in Alabama. So it's, you know, it's unique. unique. I'm going to say that a lot. Title of episode. Yes. <laughs> Title it. Yes. Um, I, yeah. No, and I think you're absolutely right. I think that just your campaign being mm-hmm. announced has been something that's been very inspiring and also eye-opening to people around us. Mm-hmm. Last week, we had um, a, a guest on the podcast who was from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and we got to talk about your campaign being announced, and yeah. she was kind of shocked. She was like, wait, in Alabama? So, no, you're so right. Like, we are Alabama. It's not who the people who happen to be in power right. for all kinds of problematic reasons um happen to be right and it's like refreshing because we do have a very vibrant queer scene Mm -hmm. in alabama there are a lot of successful happy queer people in alabama we are more than just the bills that were trying to be passed yeah they didn't get passed they got postponed well some of them got some of them got passed they expanded um the ban on uh transgender athletes in up to the collegiate level yeah they did failed to pass the drag ban. They failed to pass the HB 405, which is what they're calling the What is a Woman Act, which doesn't really do anything except be bad. (laughs) All the language in that is just horrible. I'm really excited to chat with you more, especially about your campaign Mm -hmm. and your platform and all the different things that you are excited to do if you're elected in this role. Mm but this is the portion of the episode where we kind of just chat and catch up and see how yeah. everyone's doing. So um, what's been going on in y'all's lives the last few weeks? Um, so we just finished watching Camp Wanakiki season five. Yeah. Are you familiar with Camp Wanakiki? I know of it. Okay. No, that's okay. No, <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, we've been doing the viewing parties over at Owls on 7th. And okay. literally last night at the time of recording was the very last one. So congrats to our new winner, Miss Texas 1988. Okay, yeah. Texas 1988. And she's not from Texas or 1988. Can you believe? Oh, my gosh. It's all about how you identify. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, like, I am kind of, like, it's been a great season. It's been a wonderful summer. But I need some rest. Yeah. So. It- We've had all of the shows with all the campers that we've had in town. So now it's kind of like rest and relax mode. Mm-hmm. I yes. don't have any gigs coming up until the end of the month when I have oh brunch. Gosh. So I get to take a breather. And a good time to get, you know, your Pokemon on Pokemon Sleep. Exactly. Yes. You'll have I to do finally the... sleep. <laughs> yes, you'll have to do the work for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I do also want to share, like, um, I don't know, I got really tired towards the end of those Camp Wanakiki viewing parties, and this week I have kind of had, like, a medical scare. So, um, you know, just if you put good energy out into the world in whatever way you do that, I would appreciate it if you send some over yes. to me, because um, I won't know much more until, like, mid-September. Um, but hopefully everything's going to be okay. We won't have to cut too much off of me. Uh, we'll see. Also, my, my husband... Okay, Two-part question. His car has been broken down. And as a result, I've been driving him to work out on 280, which makes me take a different route. And there's all these potholes because Birmingham is, like, fixing the roads, which we love. But they've 
one has been like actively under construction for a long time. Yeah. Is that like part of what you would be over in House District 55 or are you over other things with that? So it's a complicated subject. Mm. There are a lot of different roles in the government and a lot of those things are managed by the city, um, city council and the mayor, of course. And really at the state level, it's is what are we putting into um, our budget? What are we putting into each district, each city, each county, um, and, and allotting funds in that way. But those decisions are made by the city. And listen, I relate because I'm in Highland Park. Yeah, and, all the uh, roads right now in Highland Park. Yes, and they they finally <laughs> decided to send some money to the neighborhood, the city, um, to send money to the neighborhood to um, repave a couple roads. I think they're doing like three. And lucky for me, they chose mine, the one I live off of, um, and they tore it up in July <laughs> and then didn't repave it. Right. Yeah, there's two of them right now. Yeah. And there are some giant, giant Oh, yeah, they're holes. major. It's like, if I hit one, I would probably, like, fall into it forever. <laughs> yeah, falling. yeah, yeah. But what I will say is, you know, the state of our roads is concerning. It also reflects a larger problem is that we overinvest in private transportation. We don't put mm. enough into public transportation. And, you know, that's something that a state legislature could do. And I really believe in public transportation. If you look at maps of bus routes, bus transits in Birmingham and in Jefferson County, um, in 2015, and then another map from 2023. I wish I had it with me, but since this is audio only, I guess we don't have to worry about it too much. But <laughs> it w- it's alarming. And yeah. Highland Park, especially, like they, they don't have their bus route there yeah, anymore. Because they closed, they closed that one down fairly recently, did they not? Yeah, they closed a bunch down. And uh, it's, it's, and I know they're, th- that's a very complicated subject. I am not holding the city of Birmingham responsible for that. Yeah. That is, it is a very complicated subject. So we don't have, money for public transportation at the state level. Bus routes are typically funded by federal, um, the federal government. And so we have a public transportation um, fund, a trust, um, that was founded in 2018. But we haven't put any money into it. And we also have an amendment in the Alabama Constitution from 1952 that prohibits us from using taxes from gas on anything but roads and bridges. So we can't really put money from gas into public transportation. And it's it's really unfortunate because that's a pretty standard way to fund public transportation is taxes on gas. There's a lot of there's been a lot of activism even in Birmingham, um, a lot of organizations who have fought for public transportation improvements and yeah, it's just a, it's a fight that we have to work together for. And again, it goes back to what I'm trying to accomplish in my campaign is not me coming in with all the answers and solutions saying I want to fix everything by myself. It's got to take unity. Absolutely. It's got to take community effort. It's got to involve everybody rallying and demanding more from the government. We have got to stop shrugging our shoulders and say, well, that's just Alabama. Well, I honestly, I'm ready to jump into this interview. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, yeah. I'm I kind of so made it into the interview. Everything. No, you're great. <laughs> I said, we're going to talk about public transportation today. <laughs> hey, that, I mean, that is what you're here for. So, I mean, that's how I want my representatives to, to be personally. And before we jump into that and move into our second segment, though, we do have to do a little something called plugs. And this is where we plug any shows that we have coming up or any important dates. 
Fawn, you want to kick us off? Yes. At the end of this month, you can catch me at Karis Drag Brunch All-Stars on August 26th. And that is going to be at 12 o'clock at the Stardome, seating at 11. It's going to be a great time. We've got Cora Blue there this month. Yes. Um, I forget who our other guest is right off the top of my head, but I know it is an incredible lineup this month. It always is. It's going to be a great show. I'm working on a brand new outfit for it. That is going to be fantastic, and you don't want to miss. So glamorous from what I hear. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Also on Sunday, August 27th, there will be a drag brunch at Highwire Bruin. That is the Central Alabama Pride Drag Brunch. Uh, Proceeds from bar sales and from the event get to go to Central Alabama Pride, so come out and support that. Uh, It's always a good time. Um, And speaking of Highwire Brewing, we also do... Drag Bingo, the second Wednesday of every month at 7.30. And that is going to be free to play every month. It's a great time. Come out, have some beer at Highwire. Or if you are sober, they do sell non-alcoholic options. Yes. Play some bingo. Win some gift cards. It's a great time. I love Highwire. I do. But I have a a gripe. Oh, what's your gripe? The lighting. It is transphobic. (laughs) It's truly it's awful. It's drag phobic too. It's a so drag phobic. We someone took some photos of us and um, Fawn posted it because it's like a completely blurred out photo and people were saying it's the best we've ever looked. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I do love High Wire. I'm not trying to throw shade at y'all. I'm just saying, like maybe we could. I saw them reach for the for the, <laughs> the soundboard. I was like, oh, something's coming. Wait a minute. Okay. Well, you have a unique. Opportunity listening to this podcast to maybe get some mood lighting a little bit more warmth. Mm-hmm. Y'all like warmth, right? Yeah, yeah we like warmth. Um, I, I need it because I'm so cold. I'm so frigid. <laughs> so um, please, please. That's my only suggestion. I love, love the environment, love the space. So, so kind. Everyone's wonderful. This past Wednesday, I because of the Camp Wanakiki stuff just going so back to back, I completely forgot about Drag Bingo until that morning. It popped up on my calendar. It was like, today, Drag Bingo. So, <laughs> um, I, so I like completely just pulled together a look really fast. But I it was so fun. And like my yeah. mood was not great because I kind of had my, medical scare that morning Mm. and then like by the time we got to bingo I was like all right we're just here to have fun and everyone there was just having a great time um there was one person who came in like halfway through and I was like oh you you know you missed half your chances to win but then she won within like seven minutes of being there so come on out even if you're late you never know and then coming up in January of next year on January 14th. Flapjack and I are promoters for the Miss Magic City Comedy Queen prelim at Birmingham Festival Theater. And if you are looking for information interested in competing, you can message us. We've got the packets already available. If you're looking to buy tickets to come attend, tickets are already up live on bftonline.org. We doubled our ticket sales just this week. So mm -hmm, we went from two to four. So... (laughs) (laughs) So you that's can, math. But hey, honestly, they're all in prime spots, like front row. So if you want to get a good spot, yes. you better rush on over to bftonline.org, which will be in the description of this episode, so that you can get your ticket. Do it. Well, uh, Sylvia, do you have any plugs and important dates you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I have a few important dates. Oh, I believe. So if you live in House District 55 in Jefferson County, and if you don't know where that is, you can go to sos.alabama.gov and there will be a page you can find that's called find my elected officials map you'll click that map put in your address and it'll tell you what 
house district you live in amongst other districts you live in you're looking for a state house representative and you're looking for that district number 55 if you're in that district the dates you need to be thinking about are september 11th for the deadline to register to vote which Mm. of course not a great time to to put that deadline but unfortunately that is never forget well i will say that it is important as an american citizen as someone who you know, wants to have a say in your democracy, who is in the Capitol, do not forget to register to vote by September 11th, because that is what is important about this country and about this state. So do remember on September 11th, if you haven't already registered to vote, do so by then. And the second date you need to remember more importantly is if you're already registered to vote is September 26th. That is the date of the primary for this special election. And I'm going to say one more thing about it. Special elections typically have low voter turnout. So if you want to support a candidate who's young, who wants to bring new perspective into the Capitol, into the state house, who has a historic background in this campaign and wants to work together with all Alabamians, regardless of who they are, you have to show up to vote, period. Damn right. Yes, absolutely. All right. Now we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more Sylvia Swain. And we are back talking with Sylvia Swain. Um, so, Sylvia, I want to get started with, first, who is Sylvia behind the campaign? A person. And I know that's such a vague answer, but when you have, you know, so much press about who I am and the kind of person that I am and people's response is, you know, either positive or negative, it becomes like this idea. But at the end of the day, I'm a person just like everybody else. I'm an everyday Alabamian. I go to work. I pay my bills. You love Pokemon. I love Pokemon. I love Barbie. (gasps) And I know the movie just came out. I want y'all to understand that I have loved Barbie far longer than this movie. I got my first Barbie when I was like three or four years old. Yeah. But anyways, I'm a person. I'm a person. I'm a person just like everyone else. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well... Why do you want to be um, the... So w- the title would be like representative for Alabama House District 55? Mm-hmm. You would be a state representative for okay. the Alabama House of Representatives. So what makes you want to be the state representative for 55? Well, get the soundboard ready because we have a unique, unique. opportunity to work together and really change the conversation at the Capitol. And I've said that a million times. That's my soundbite. Y'all better, y'all better keep it in there because mm-hmm. it really is true. We have to work together. There's so much political division in this country and in this state. And it's going to take all of us together to make this happen. So it's the representative for House District 55. For those that may not be aware, what would that role entail? Sure. So if you're familiar with the three branches of government, you have the executive judicial and the legislative branches and the house of representatives is part of the legislative branch that means that they create bills that they pass into law and so they make laws that's that's at the core what a house representative does alongside the senate and it's a little bit more complicated than that i think if you get into the detail you have the house of representatives each you know there's over 100 representatives in the alabama house they get assigned committees that they'll uh, be working in Bills will get introduced to the floor. They get moved to a committee. You debate those bills within the committee based on the subject. So there's like the health committee, there's an education committee, that sort of thing. And those committees decide whether those bills come back to the floor to be debated and then then passed at that point. And so that's like the main thing. It is truly just passing laws. And 
The other thing that they do, though, and I think this is a little bit more important, is that they advocate to their communities. You know, that they're, they're called a representative. They are representing District 55 or whatever district they're in to ensure that the community knows what bills are being passed. What are they pushing for? What are, what are they advocating for? What might harm them? What might help them? What benefits might come out of a, a law that's passed, a bill that's passed into law? You know, there might be benefits that they won't be aware of otherwise. And so it's important for the House representative to be in the community and part of the community, talking to people, going to neighborhood association meetings and all sorts of events um, alongside the work that they do in the Capitol itself. When I was talking to you initially about having you on the podcast and we were like trying to figure out if I was in House District 55 and I am, I was looking at a map and I was like, okay, so I'm in House District 55, but two blocks that way, they're not But if you go four blocks that way, they're back in the house district. So when you look at it on a map, it's got this really weird shape about it. So do you know what the deal is? Why is House District 55 got such a funky shape? So there's a unique history there. Get the soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all might be familiar with the term gerrymandering, right? Mm -hmm. And so gerrymandering is, is considered a bad thing. It keeps people from being represented in the government. And so District 55 is historically very blue because it is a district that was designed that voters in the African-American community and in this in this area, the state in Jefferson County aren't being represented in the government. And it's, you know, not just at the state house level, where we also had in the news recently the special legislative session in Alabama as a result of the Supreme Court decision that Alabama's congressional districts violate Section 2 of the Voter Rights Act. Districts are drawn based on population, population density, and the census and the data within those. So, yeah, it, it's very, when you look at it on a map, you're like, how did they come up with that? Mm-hmm. But it's really based on the census and the, and the data within there. And, and District 55 is historically very blue. So what are some of your top priorities if you do become elected? Well, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the state, right? So much needs to be done. I think it's important to recognize that this legislature is a supermajority Republican legislature and state government as a whole. And so I have a few priorities. One is taking advantage of the resources that are already available to uplift the community. One thing specifically is the Jefferson County Community Service Fund. This is Mm. a, a fund that allows... Uh, representatives, House representatives in the districts in Jefferson County to allocate funds to different nonprofits, neighborhoods, et cetera, to improve the community. And so I want to use that very intentionally. There are a number of folks who are already doing the work in this state that the state government won't do. And so that's like short term, like how can we do things now and not worry about the folks in the Capitol? I want to be very intentional with that. In terms of bills that I want to support and sponsor, I want to invest in public transportation. I want to invest in public education. You know, the thing about public education is Alabama has a separate general budget and an education budget. And in that education budget, we oftentimes have in the legislature taken funds from that and use it to um, fund scholarships for private schools for students who are in failing school districts. And that's an idea that's pushed because it allows them to have a chance at better education, right? But what it's not doing is making those schools better in those failing districts. We're not putting money to give teachers school supplies. We're not giving them raises. We're not giving them ongoing professional development. And so a priority for me is funding public education. It's so important. 
And I know like a lot of other states will have like the lottery that goes specifically for mm. public education. And I know they've right. like put that up a few times in Alabama, but it always gets struck down. And I'm just like, why wouldn't you people from Alabama are going out of state to right. participate in these lotteries? Why would you not want them to keep it in state? Make that money. It's free money for the state, essentially. Right. I, I agree. I, I do think we need to be creating a lottery in Alabama because people are going to do what they want to do. You know, this is a free country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say that the government shouldn't be too involved in, in people's personal lives. And if people want to make that choice, that we should take advantage of that as a state because it's happening regardless and make opportunities for all students, regardless of where they live and what the state of their school and their school district is. Which like, I think I even saw something on the news this morning about people that are putting their, putting a relative's address on the school so they can get their child into the school that they right. um, want to be in. And it's just like, if we make sure that all the schools are equipped, we wouldn't have to be worrying about this. Cause Absolutely. I mean, my sister, one of my nieces is special needs and like was looking at where to move because she was looking for a new house was specifically looking based on where it would be the most equipped for her child. And it's just wild that it, you have to look at specific schools, which is going to be better. Why can't you just go to any school and it be equipped for anybody? Exactly. You are right, 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 right. That is exactly how I feel about it. There are so many schools in this state that deserve more funding and part of the issue is that I think they don't want those schools to do well. I don't think a lot of folks in the state government want those schools to be funded because the more educated you are, the more you understand what a house state, a state house representative does, the right. more you understand those things, the more you might be able to change the conversation. And and again, it, it you want people to be empowered and and driven to demand better from their government. But if you are in the government and not wanting people to know what you're actually doing in the state house in Montgomery, you might avoid funding things like education that make more informed voters. Right. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but if you're elected, you would actually be the first trans uh, representative from the state of Alabama. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you've heard, right? Yeah, I I saw it somewhere. I think some article wrote about it. I don't know. So what, I mean, obviously that's a very monumental thing. So what do you think that would mean to the greater LGBTQ plus community um, if you're elected? Well, I'm not even just thinking about the LGBTQ plus community. I'm thinking also about everyone else. Right. Having someone at the table who understands that these bills help no one Mm. is important right now. We're seeing over 500 bills introduced in 2023, the most on record ever. And for what? For whom? Who is actually benefiting from these bills? Who's being protected, you know? And in my view, it's, it's all a distraction. It's all getting away from what really matters. It's really simple stuff. And so what I think it means for the LGBTQ plus community it is we are here we are not going anywhere. We didn't migrate over from California like some people on Twitter like to say. Wild. You know, I was born in Alabama. I was raised in Alabama. Yeah, right. I am Alabama. And I hit the table if that makes it into the edit. <laughs> I'm, I'm very passionately oh, gesturing yes. if you can't see over on the, the listener's end. I and we are Alabama. 
And so what I think it means for the LGBTQ plus community is that we're here and you can make all these bills you want. You can introduce as many bills as you want. You can't expect someone not to show up and say, actually, no, no, thank you. Is running for political office something that you saw for yourself always? Is this a a new interest for you? Well, I've always been politically invested. I want to be an informed voter. I want to be active in my community. When I was at the University of Alabama, I was part of Students for Fair Labor, which is our local chapter for a national organization, United Students Against Sweatshops. Um, I was involved in a number of other organizations at the collegiate level. And then I'm, you know, have been working in the downtown Birmingham area um, for almost five years now um, in in more of a corporate environment. But even in that environment, you know, I like to be engaged and trying to make people's lives better. But I never thought about running for office. I never thought that this was going to be my path. I really just think that people who are running for office should be everyday Alabamians, people of all sorts of different backgrounds, regardless of who they are. This was not a career aspiration for me. You know, what I've been telling people is it's not a dream, it's a calling. We need to change the conversation. Absolutely. And we need to keep saying that we need to change the conversation until we actually change the conversation. And if that means that I have to run for office and work with folks and empower folks and rally folks, especially young people to say, oh, actually someone can do this. A trans woman can run for office in Alabama, you know, regardless of what happens on September 26th in the primary, there's going to be other elections in 2026. And think about all the other trans people, especially young trans people, people in school, you know, who are disheartened and discouraged from all the bills that have passed in recent years against transgender minors. They're going to grow up. And if they see someone running for office who's like them, we might have a shot at a better future. And I think that's why I ran. It's not that I saw this as something, oh, I'm at this time I'm going to run for office. Because 26 is a bit of a random year to decide to run for <laughs> office, right? Yeah. Because you don't see people in their 20s running for office. But I want to see more people in their 20s running for office. Yeah. So I literally got chills as you were speaking, so... Oh, thank you. I actually majored in English, not political science. So that's oh just, wow, that's just the the communication jumping out. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. I I did study political science when <laughs> I, I was I went to UAB, and I don't know. I went in thinking I wanted to be a lawyer, and I left wanting to wear wigs. So I love it. I don't, yeah, I don't know well, where that came from. <laughs> I think drag queens get more done than than legislatures do typically. So. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, when the bills were up about the drag stuff this mm-hmm. year, there were a lot of us that were down at the marches and a lot of our supporters were with us at the marches in Montgomery. Yes. And, you know, I say that, that, that drag queens do more than legislators do, which, you know, for two thirds of the legislature in Alabama, that's true. I think there's a lot of really great work being done in the house. You know, we had at that, at that rally, we had a number of representatives speaking and, you know, we have Senator Marika Coleman, who's advocating for our Mm. rights. We have, Representative uh, Neil Rafferty, we have yes. um, Representative Hall, you know, there's so many representatives who are doing the work as well. So, you know, it's something we got to do together. And, uh, but we have a, a large portion of folks in the house who, I want to say they're twiddling their thumbs, but they're not, they're making things worse. They're not just doing nothing, but yeah, you know. maybe getting things done in like the wrong way. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, I think that's all the questions we have. Is there anything that we would be remiss if we didn't get to learn about Sylvia Swain today? 
I feel like there's so much I could say, but you know, the main thing I want to say is vote, vote, vote. If you want to learn more about my campaign, you could go to swainfor55.com. You'll learn more about my platform there as well as a little bit more about me. You also can go to my Instagram, which is swainfor55. And you can also go to my Facebook page, which is Sylvia Swain for Alabama House District 55. Um, So just check it out. Learn more about what I'm trying to accomplish, not just as myself, but alongside the community, because I think we can do this together if we work together. So opportunity through unity, y'all. And just as a reminder, that is September 11th for you to register to vote and September 26th for you to vote if you are in House District 55. And Sylvia is going to be sticking around with us for the remainder of this episode, including for our very favorite segment each and every week, which is Flops of the Week. This is our chance to each give our own 60-second uninterrupted rant about something in this world that deserves to be flopped. And I like to say the pettier, the bettier. And I, I think I'm kicking things off this week. Yes. Are you ready, Flap? I, I, I think so. I believe so. We'll see. I hope everyone likes it, because I, um, I, I feel like I have to redeem myself from last week's. Redeem yourself from last week's. I don't know. I felt like it wasn't as funny as usual, but it, it's fine. It's fine. I always just get so invested in yours. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm feeling insecure about it, but... <laughs> don't feel insecure. I was watching my old Comedy Queen videos um, right before this. Is that your flop of the week? No, old Comedy it's not. Queen videos? <laughs> I mean, it should be. That's why I think I'm feeling this way. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay, give me my countdown. Three, two, one, go. My flop of the week is, what does hostess with the mostest even mean? Every time I go to a drag show, either I or whoever is hosting the show is introduced as the hostess with the mostest. The mostest what? Experience? Are you calling us old? I'm not old. I mean, there are some drag queens that are old and really do have the mostest years under their belts. Or the most um, numbers on the uh, scale. Um, 30 seconds. But, I, I mean, I, I just get very confused about what the mostest means. I mean, c- could it be that they have the mostest... Do they take up the mostest space in the dressing room? They take up the mostest time during the smoke break? Like... I don't know. What does it mean? They're just doing the most, I guess, which usually at a drag show is pretty good because who doesn't like an extra drag queen? Um, But the one thing that I think we can get rid of in this extra world is saying hostess with the mostest because what does it mean? And that is why people who say (laughs) hostess with the mostest is flaps flop of the week. I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? Like, what, what does that mean? Everyone just says hostess with the mostest. I mean, you can't really put it on a resume, can you? No, you. I mean, you could. I wouldn't hire they you. They probably would call your references and say the most what? Oh uh, yeah, is she really the hostess with the mostest? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think. I so. just want to be the right. hostess with the hostess because I like a snack cake. A host- oh, yes. oh yes. Oh yes. Where's the cream filling? <laughs> Fawn, are you ready for your flop of the week? I am. All right, all I'm right. Kind of flying by the seat of my pants on this one, and it's hey, gonna be so stupid. That's so called that improv. Means it's either gonna be great or awful. All right, this is Fawn's flop of the week. Your sixty seconds begin now. My flop of the week is when you're trying to buy fabric on Amazon and you can't buy it in a continuous yardage. The other day, I was looking at fabric for an upcoming outfit, and usually when you buy some fabric online, it comes in a continuous cut. However, there are multiple different fabric 
sellers on Amazon that was like, if you buy multiple of these, they will all be individual yard cuts. Cue the sniper. I'm sorry. I'm really tall. I need 30 seconds. a long piece of fabric in order to make a full garment for myself. Loser. Yeah, they are a loser because it should be a continuous yardage because I'm sorry, I'm 47 feet tall. So I need 47 yards of fabric because that was a 15 lot. seconds. It is a lot. I need a lot of fabric because I am tall. Having one yard of a fabric is enough to make a bodysuit for me. And that is about it. I can't make a full cat suit or a gown or anything elaborate with that. Yes, at this point, it is all gibberish. <laughs> And that is why fabric not being sold long enough is Fawn's flop of the week. I know it's so petty, but like I was, <laughs> there was You're some right. that I was like also looking at that it was like, you can buy one yard, two yards, four yards, or one yard, three yard, five yards. And I'm just like, what do you mean three yards? Why are they all pre-cut? Doesn't it come off of roll? Can we not just buy custom cut? Yeah, truly. Yeah, you should just be able to get whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. that's really strange. So uh, I had to buy like a continuous four yet card yardage. I found one of exactly what I wanted after some digging and having to try to find it on Prime. So you're trying to make something like, does it have a train? No, I'm making a cat suit. Oh, a cat suit. Just because you're really tall. Yeah. I thought every cat suit was called a fawn suit. <laughs> I think Sylvia's tired of it. All right, are you ready? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just entranced. I'm just like, wow. You know, like when people go to a drag show for the first time yeah. and they just kind of stand there like, wow. This hostess really does have the mostest. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that's what it is. That's what it is. Your, your, your question's been answered. Right. Um, <laughs> that is what they have the most of. It's just, Wow. All right, well, Sylvia, are you ready for your flop of the week? You know, I'm going to give it my best shot. You better. This is going to be <laughs> truly. All right, this is Sylvia Swain's flop of the week. Your timer starts now. Okay, so Donald Trump, that's my that's yes. my flop of the week. Let's just go there. Um, he was in Montgomery this past weekend. He spoke at the Alabama uh, Republican Party's like summer fundraising event. Disgusting! I know. And... He was talking about how, you know, if he's elected, he's going to make, you know, I-65 wider, you know, add more lanes to I-65, which is like a cute idea, right? Except there's studies that show that those don't really help with uh, traffic. Mayor Woodfin actually mentioned that and said that we should probably invest in a high-speed rail. And I think that on top of Donald Trump being my flop, it is the Alabama government for not putting money into the Public Transportation Trust Fund. 15 seconds. And honestly, you know, I think it's important as a politician to be respectful of everyone's time. So I'm going to yield the rest of my time (laughs) to (laughs) y'all. Gay rights! Yes, gay rights. Gay rights are right to time. Yes, and that was (laughs) Sylvia Swain's flop of the week. Yeah. No, you're so right. Like, there's so many. I didn't even realize uh, Trump was here for the Montgomery bro. Yeah, he spoke. He spoke. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, he spoke. It was all in the news. Was he in that fight that happened over at the boatyard? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's, like, why folks were a little rowdy. Maybe there was, like, insurrection energy Uh happening. Yeah. And and thank goodness people stepped in to help that that security officer. I mean, Lord. They need to. They That's need to, the real Alabama I'm talking about, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's the Alabama that we need to be at the forefront. It's not just folks who are showing up on January 6th. We need people who are actually part of this state who are 
the people of Alabama. So thank right. goodness for those folks. And yes, I do think maybe that had something to do with it, that insurrection. <laughs> and honestly, no, I think you're right. And I don't mean to jump too far ahead because we are going to talk about this in our news segment. But... I mean, that's our next segment, it is it not? Yeah, well, I'll shut up and then we'll come back and uh, talk more about the Montgomery Brawl. Fall is just around the corner, and one of the best ways to celebrate is at Conjure Fest. At Conjure Fest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more. So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023 for Conjure Fest 2023. Last year, I got to perform at Conjure Fest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a blast. People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ContrafestBeham.com. Hi, everyone. Flapjack from the future here with two show notes. First, Fawn and I want to give you all a heads up that we are going to be taking a little break from podcasting now that Camp Wanakiki Season 5 is done. We hope you've enjoyed keeping up with us this summer, and we are so excited to return this fall to finish out the year. Just don't forget to subscribe to Flapping and Fawning if you haven't already so that you won't miss a single episode once we come back in a few weeks. Second, we made an unintentional error in the section you're about to hear about the Montgomery brawl. The man who was racially assaulted for doing his job, Damian Pickett, was the co-captain of the riverboat in question, not a security officer. We want to be sure that we always center the victims when discussing such acts of violence like the Montgomery brawl. His name is the one that we should remember, not the multiple white aggressors who have since been charged. So without further ado, on to the episode. And we're back. This is Sylvia Swain, candidate for Alabama House District 55. With the news. Yeah. With the news. So, okay. I mean, we all mentioned, you know, Donald Trump was in Montgomery and then the boat brawl happened. Mm-hmm. So have we all seen this at this point? We're familiar with the situation. Yes, yes, yes. Vaguely, yes. Like, I'm aware. I haven't, like, watched the videos or any okay. of that, but, like. I know the rundown. I say if you don't like violent videos, protect your mental health. Don't watch it. But I did watch it because I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. Um, And basically there was a black worker at the boatyard who was attacked by, I think, two to three white men Mm -hmm. um, at the boatyard. And then it just kind of became this big racial fight. Like several other folks came to protect the um, security officer. The security officer. Yes. And... There, it's become this thing where like people were, uh, the video went viral because people were coming from all over to protect the security officer. There was one man who like swam across the boat yard and then jumped up on the deck and he like wrung out his shirt <laughs> right when he got done swimming. There was another person with like a chair um, that was taking people out. And I think that's what has had a lot of yeah, memes. Yeah, been a lot of mm-hmm. memes about the chair. Yeah, and I don't condone violence, but I certainly condone self-defense and, and community Absolutely. defense. That's That's... But one thing that's keep in mind is why that happened. So there were, you know, these these folks on a boat that were in the way of another boat trying to dock. And so the security mm. officer was trying to get them to move their boat. And move that boat. Literally, and, and doing his job. And, and they felt emboldened to basically say, yeah, no. And it was just the entitlement of it all. Right. Like, truly. And, and so that's why, you know, I... 
appreciate people stepping to his head because they came after that security guard because he was they the only really one. Did. Yeah, and and that's just straight up bullying. Yeah, you know he, he's I mean? just trying to do his job. Right. Yeah. You know, don't don't attack this person. I I don't know. I I personally could not. I have a very hard time with like the Karen syndrome. Like that is just not something that I'm built for to like be rude to someone who, especially when they're just doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. But to go this far to like attack someone is yeah. wild. And even, even though I agree, like I, I don't condone violence. Like I, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. I do think it's right to step up for someone who is defenseless. Right. Um, and that was a big community thing that we saw happen there. Moving on to our next story. Um, have y'all seen the stuff about the, wildfires in Hawaii. It's really, really sad. Yeah. It's tragic. Um, and I believe that the death, so if you're not familiar, there is a large wildfire that's happening. Um, and it's one of the most devastating natural disasters that have happened in Hawaii. Um, and the death toll has risen to 55. It's so heartbreaking to anytime something like this happens. I mean, one of the reasons that I decided to major in political science when I was a college student nearly 10 years ago um, was because my hometown had a huge tornado come through it. And the thing that really moved me was how the community came together to rebuild my hometown. I know Sasha Colby posted a link for where to donate for some of this stuff because she's a Hawaii native. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's great that people are talking about it. Give money, give time if you can, because these people need it. Yeah. I also think that this kind of event is a sign of climate change. So if you haven't, recycle something today, please. Anything else about news in the world that we should comment on before before we move on? I think that's all. I'm saving my news for Fawn of the Week. Oh, slay. If you're not familiar with Fawns of the Week, this is our, since the news, as you can see, can often be so awful, um, it is our way of ending the episode on a positive note. Um, It's a great way to shout out an entertainer in the community that we love, something good that happened in our life, or just something good. So, who has their Fawn of the Week? I do. I'll start. Um, So, one thing I want to shout out is Epic Elementary. It is a school... (gasps) Yeah, our district, they have 100% of their third graders reading on grade level or above. So shout out to all those hardworking students, but especially our teachers, our teaching aides and our literacy programs, because that's the kind of stuff we need to see in all of our schools in Alabama. That's incredible. I did not realize that. I mean, so I, at UAB, I was in the band, and we would always practice right next to Epic Elementary. Yeah, you were in the band too. So yeah, I always love hearing that. Do you have your fawn of the week? I do. My fawn of the week is going to go to Bonnie Lash. Mm. Um, So I have been like brainstorming a few different look ideas. And I had this really like crude draw, like sketch of one. And I like sent also like some of my mood board to like a group that I'm in that she's in. And she like sent back this sketch of like heightened version of what I crudely drew that had a lot more elements of detail into the outfit that it was just like really inspiring and also very like sweet because I didn't ask for it and I appreciate it so much. So yeah, Bonnie is my fawn of the week. Bonnie is wonderful. She did um, for all of our Camp Wanakiki viewing parties. Can't remember if I said this already, but for every single badge that the campers could win each week, she designed by hand each one um, or drew each one. And uh, we got to put them up each week for each episode. 
Um, if you can't tell, I'm stalling because I can't think of a font of the week. It's finally me for once who can't think of something nice to say. Usually I'm the one that is like prepared for the mean stuff and not prepared for the nice stuff, but we swapped today. We did. Oh, actually, no. What a unique episode. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, my font of the week, and this might be a cop-out, but I don't really think it is because I've been so excited to talk with you, Sylvia. So thank you so much for being here. You're my font of the week for coming and talking with us. Yes. I was like, like last week, if you listened to our episode, it was literally like, Sylvia Swain. Oh my God, that's like right here. We should see if she should be on the podcast. And now here you are. I'm here. So I've, I've just been really pumped about it. I sent it in our group chat. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, I think it really means a lot and shows a lot about you that you were willing to come talk with us. Today. Yes, of course. I mean, we are in the community. We are here. And we're going to make this happen. So thank you all so, so, so much for, for bringing me on. It truly is an honor. And thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks everyone again for listening to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.